Okay, now that now that this is going, I can say this funny thing. Uh, does it amaze you that when you Google Scatman, the first returned result is not Scatman Crothers? Yeah, exactly. We should do our podcast entirely in scat today. I think it's, uh, you know, the next wave of podcasting. Yeah. I mean, people have always told me that scat should be my medium, but I don't think that this is what they meant. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh. (laughs) Let that one settle in. No, the first thing returned when you Google Scatman is Scatman John, who I've never who did the song entitled Scatman. Uh, I don't. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, that was on the the warm up tape for my high school volleyball team. That's why I know that so well. Okay, I think he was. Maybe. Yeah, Scatman. However, I, I don't. Trying to read scat is like trying to read uh, like the Universal Pronunciation Dictionary. And now Stephen Claypool reads a selection from the classics of scat jazz. Ski. Ski bop 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 bop. Ski bop do bop dee boo. Oh, I feel like scatting is is one of those things that's gone out of style. Yes. (laughs) I want to make a controversial statement. The kids are not lining up to hear the local (laughs) scat man anymore. (laughs) Hot take from Stephen Claypool. Yeah, I don't mean to blow your mind. Uh, What are you drinking? I'll have a whiskey for first course. (laughs) And a whiskey for a second, calls. Mm-hmm. What uh, what form of whiskey? Uh, bullet bourbon. There you go. Cool. I'm drinking a Westphalia Red Ale. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I was gonna have a beer, but I didn't have any in the fridge that I was 100 percent sure were mine. And yeah, my roommate my roommate is not home to consult on such matters. Yeah, you guys need a labor. Oh, uh, we need to set the fridge on fire and start over <laughs> we need to burn the fridge down and construct a new better fridge from the, the debris collect the money from the refrigerator insurance <laughs> no sir i mean any refrigerator can set itself on fire <laughs> where do you think all the heat goes oh there you go it goes into the fire pouch in the back mm-hmm they're very temperamental, those fire pouches. <laughs> the temperamental fire pouches. That's like a really bad Seattle band. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like something that Roderick was in before he started the long winters. All right, so it's the Western State Hurricanes, Harvey Danger, and the temperamental fire patches. Yeah, the uh, Bun Family Players. <laughs> I think yeah. it was one of the other ones. God. There, there's... Cat butt. <laughs> Cat butt. I don't think that there is a uh, 
I mean, there are bad band names, but there's no band name I could hear that would be so bad that it would be incomprehensible to me. Like, I've, I've, my expectation of what a band name could be is so low at this point. You could really throw any combination, any of the probably trillions to quadrillions of combinations of words of the English language together. It's probably something that's like 10 to the 15 or 20, now that it's, I think about it. Yeah. An infinite number of monkeys on an infinite number of typewriters could the, eventually create an incomprehensible band name. The Blurst of Times would be a really good band name, though. That would be a fantastic <laughs> band name. <laughs> the Blurst of Times. Oh, my God. Or a good, that would be a good title for an album, I think. There, there Even was, better than a band name. In uh, At my high school, there was like one of the, the local high school bands that was named after almost, an, perhaps an even more obscure Simpsons reference. Um, they were named Stomp Aberdeen from the episode where Mr. Burns drained the uh, Loch Ness and they found like a parade float from the Loch Ness like uh, homecoming parade and the float had the word Stomp Aberdeen written on it. That's pretty good. Yeah. And then there was what, like Smurf Dead Smurf? Smurf Dead Smurf. That's not a real band. Nope. Jason was very insistent that it was. But what were they? Were they the Dead Jetsons? That sounds right. Yeah. The Dead Flintstones. Yeah, the Dead Jetsons. That's. I think that's what they were. Yeah. My favorite um, kind of like bad band name reference is... Uh, Oh, no, I thought it was an actual band. Is it a band name or is it a song? Uh, I think it's, yeah, it's a band name. This is the part uh, where you lie to sound right. It's a band name. Uh, it's a reference to the Star Trek episode, City on the Edge of Forever. And it's a, a quote that Spock has in it. It's, Edith Keeler must die. Who, 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 what band is that song by? <laughs> no, no, it's Edith Keeler must die is the band. Oh, it is the band. Yeah. Ah, Edith Keeler must die. I think Yola Tango had a habit of like just writing Simpsons quotes on their tapes to keep them straight, and then <laughs> yeah, one of them—that's the most intuitive. Something I don't know, I, 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 I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering the story, <laughs> but that resulted in one of their songs actually being titled "Let's Save Tony Orlando's House." <laughs> Or something like that, but it was definitely a uh, a, 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 a reference to that particular Troy McClure film. Mm. Sweet liquor eases the pain. Mm-hmm. Yum, 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 yum. Ah, so how you doing? Oh, I'm so good. Yeah. Why are you so good? Incredible. Oh. Having an incredible year. Right up top. Uh, I, uh, Saturday day, I went, well, I worked a little bit, and then I went uh, floating on Lake Mendota. We, mm. Jen and I bought some inner tubes last year, and we periodically go to a lake and swim out into the middle and float. Presumably a tube for you, a tube for her, and a tube for the beer? Uh, no, no beer. Just, no beer. just two tubes. Mm. 
it's uh, we've tried to make it more of a production like we tried to develop an anchoring system and so far our efforts have not been fruitful no i was gonna say two just two tubes in the in the lake just sounds so chaste <laughs> yeah i guess it it does <laughs> No, not e- no alcohol. No like mounted speakers. There's usually alcohol on shore. Well, I mean, it's just kind of you know twenty dollar inner tubes. You can't really do that much with them, and you don't want to take that many sensitive electronics out onto the lake with you. That's probably fair. You got to spend at least fifty dollars on an inner tube to get a uh, get a real sturdy setup. There, well, there's some hardcore shit out on the market. Like we were up at Devil's Lake a few weeks ago, and they had. Like this goddamn palace raft that you could probably put a dozen people on, and it—I think it might have had a motor. I don't remember, but I'm sure it was you know two or three hundred dollars. But Jesus. Uh, okay, I just googled most expensive inner tube. Uh, here's one that's five hundred dollars and seats four people. Mm-hmm. Actually, the I'm sorry. Suggested retail price is five fifty. Waterskis dot com is giving a fifty dollar and one cent discount. Baller move by Waterskis dot com. Yeah, these guys know their audience. Take a relaxing cruise with some friends, or have the driver send you on a wild ride. Either way, you will have a blast on this newest addition to the Spoonovation family. Okay, so that's more of like a get dragged behind the boat kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I guess it is. It's not like yeah, which a... is is fun in its own right, but our, we're talking about more of just like a, a a a floating peacefully kind of tube. Yeah, yeah, that, that's fair. Okay, so there's one that's like a hundred and fifty dollars. Don't worry, I'll find you the most expensive uh, inner tube, and uh, I'll charge it to uh, to your credit card. Mm. Ah, most expensive. Oh, this could turn up so many bad things. Oh, no, there's one. Uh, although this might also be... So this is a $400 tube. It's called the O'Brien Sombrero 4-Rider. That's promising. Uh, and this is also a drag-behind-a-boat tube. Yeah, I don't know how to separate those markets out. Yeah, it's poor poor segmentation, really. Yeah. How many times have you said, I really want a good inner tube, and then suddenly found yourself being drugged by a boat? Yeah, well, us lazy tube people need to get better SRO. SEO. <laughs> Not SR. First, you need to learn how to spell. Then, you need to get better SEOs. Let me see. Uh, S R O. No, that's nothing. No, no, it's uh, SRO. It's a, a great uh, Spokane band. <laughs> I remember SRO. I never saw him play before more than 12 people, but. <laughs> Those guys blow. Yeah. All horns. It's horn punk. Sort of an avant-garde proto-ska. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea of a horn punk band. It's just like four guys up on stage with a tuba and two trombones and one trumpet. And they just, with no expertise, just blow into them as loudly as they can. Yeah, they're the forefathers of the marching punk movement. <laughs> 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 oh god that's delightful oh my god <sighs> so yeah uh, 
Scat scatting is dead, and uh, uh, marching punk is dead. Yeah, proto marching punk is dead. Yeah, it was DOA. Yep. Yeah, um, like, like that Peter Gabriel song. Yeah. Oh no! Uh, shit. Was that a? It was a Peter Gabriel song. Or was it a Donald Fagan song? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which ugly, uh, ugly but talented singer from the seventies and eighties did that song? Be sure to email Stephen Claypool with any uh, comments on this. Oh God damn it! It's gonna. Uh, it's Peter Gabriel. Okay. <laughs> I was really worried there for a second. If I didn't solve that, answer that question, I was going to have a stroke. That's why you stick to your guns. Yeah. Yeah. From now on, any doubt, uh, Donald Fagan wrote the song. Mm-hmm. Fuck Walter Becker. <laughs> so, what's new so, with you? Since uh, we last, last did this. Since we last did Oh, God. We did this, I guess, like, what, three years ago at this point? It, it's been, like, at least a month since we recorded a yeah, proper episode. cut down a tree and start counting. Yeah. Um, I, I am, uh, I got married. Uh, and wearing... which, uh, what wife are you on now? This is, this is still the first wife. Oh, your first wife, okay. First wife, yeah. We're, uh, one, one day of a month shy in. Um, yeah, so I, I got this little piece of metal on my finger now. Yep. Yeah, that's, um, that's to, you know, tire your arm out. Well, it's not as metal as I thought it would be. Like, I thought I was going to have, like, some spikes on it, but I'll, yeah, I'll take what I can get. Yeah, get it studded. Yeah. Yeah. Real well, metal. Yeah, that's something you got to, you know. Uh-huh. That cost extra. You need to you need to make sure you're adding the the important things on the rider to your proposal. That's true. Well, you, you go into, uh, go into the, the ring shop and say, give me your most metal ring. You got to be much more specific about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I got married, and now I'm back, and and uh, life continues as it has been, <laughs> considering we had been living together for a year and a half, and nothing has really changed. Yeah. But it is good. Yeah, well, you're not, you know, the sin's gone, so there's that. Uh, I wouldn't say the sin's gone. Well, the, the sin is diminished. <laughs> You know, the diminished sin was one of my favorite spoken. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's going on with you? What what is uh, what is new in your neck of the woods? Not much. Yep. Just uh, you know, floating. Mm-hmm. Floating hey. on down that there lake. Yeah. Letting the current take you out to lake. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Dealing with the. Wake of passing speedboats. The wake of... That sounds like an album. The wake of passing speedboats. Uh. Uh, cool. Yeah. So I, I, I've got a... I have an idea. Oh, hit yeah. me with it. I'm br- bringing something to the table today. Trying to earn my keep. Because uh, I'm, I'm a married man now. i got bills to pay. Um, so I've been messing around on the old, uh, the old Kickstarter lately, and I backed a couple, backed a couple of projects, uh, neither of which has any real connection to one another, except for the fact that, uh, they are both in the board game family. Okay. 
And one of these board games is uh, just kind of something that uh, a guy's put together, but the other one is the official board game for uh, the classic film Evil Dead 2. Okay. And I started doing a little digging, and, you know, it occurs to me that there have been a lot of board games made at this point based around kind of popular film properties or uh, television properties. So you got, like, the... uh, Battlestar Galactica board game, sure. Ghostbusters game, um, and probably like 70 million Star Trek games. They spun Monopoly off of every movie that's come out in the past 30 years. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, there is, look, when the Battlestar Galactica game was being made, it's not like the producers of Battlestar Galactica said, hold on, we're going to take three months off from writing and making this show and make the board game ourselves. No, they went out and they, they got someone to make it for them. Yeah, they farmed it out. Yeah, and I'm just wondering if, you know, maybe there are uh, some films or some television shows out there that might not, you know, be on the tip of people's tongues and that we might be able to get the rights to pretty cheap. Sure. And then turn around and make a board game out of it. Yeah. Did they ever do anything with Battleship? <laughs> I didn't see the movie, but judging from the trailers, it looked like something that could be turned into... There's potential out a bo- there. ...a board game property. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, um. Well... I feel like hmm. that's a good. That's a good uh, man. Yeah, I, I feel you like got it, anything uh, off the uh, kind of put this in your mind. I mean, there, there, there are two that come to mind immediately. Um, one is uh, uh, the first one that came to mind was the bird cage. Uh, which I think has has a lot of potential. Sure, and, and you can you can structure it um, where it's like one player or team is trying to uh, like let, let's say you have uh, six players and one of them is has to be uh, has to be Nathan Lane, but you can't reveal which one is Nathan Lane because you're trying to pass. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other players, through gathering evidence, have to have to prove which one is Nathan Lane. And at the end of the game, instead of uh, instead of kind of like mousetrap, where the cage comes down on the mouse, uh, once the Nathan Lane is guessed, the bird uh, the cage comes up, and birds within can scatter. Right, 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 yeah. right, right, right. And then the person who is Nathan Lane, you know, says, "I know why the caged bird sings." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know, I know why the bird cage sings. Yes. God damn it! That on the DVD of the bird cage, that better be the name of the baking <laughs> documentary. <laughs> um. So yeah, the the bird cage comes to mind. Uh, um. What about like kind of a game of life style, uh, game, but like set to the tune of Forrest Gump. Oh, so like you're you're making your way through and subtly influencing kind of major historical events. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. Okay, yeah, that that's interesting. Um kind of bumbling your way through history. Yeah, like show Lyndon Johnson your ass, move forward two spaces. <laughs> 
And if, if you draw the card that says that, you have to pull up a picture of Lyndon Johnson on your computer and show him your ass to justify yeah. being able to actually make the move. Well, I mean, we could probably include a picture of Johnson for that, to facilitate uh, that. Eh, it might cost a little more on the printing fees. We're, tr- we're tr- trying to trying to squeeze out a healthy profit margin on this. Good point. Um, <laughs> you could... Uh, uh, Sophie's Choice would be a good one. You just have two cards that you lay down in front of you with two kids, and you got to sit there and decide which one to pick. Right. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um. Maybe uh, the crying game. Oh, that's good. The crying game. The game. The crying game. The game. <laughs> yeah, you. Uh, 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 I don't. I don't know how the gameplay mechanics of that would work. It's just like uh, flip cards until you find the penis. <laughs> Spoiler alert! It involves crying. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, Kramer versus Kramer. Sure. Kind of like a uh, like you're fighting against the game almost. Like the game is going to rule one way or another uh, mm-hmm. based on uh, the points you collect, and you got to figure out who's going to get the kid. Yeah. Ah, oh, I rolled a twenty. My alimony is cut. And that would be a pretty logical expansion to put out where you just throw in Kramer from Seinfeld in the mix. Yeah, Kramer versus Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah. Oh, who's got the kid? Oh. <laughs> Giddy up. That's fantastic. Uh, has there been a Seinfeld game? I don't think there has. Well, I'm not, I don't know. There's probably been Seinfeld Monopoly. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, Seinfeld trivia, Seinfeld scene. Yeah, that's the thing. There's a lot of the trivia. I don't need no trivia game. Uh, let's see. Yes, yeah, I, I feel like the the beauty of this business model, though, is that like, no one out there is clamoring to make this game. It's an undervalued asset. Right, 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 right. So we grab it, we make it, we flip it, and we take advantage of whatever that fan base out there is that uh, that might be interested in, you know, finally getting able to live out their fantasy of uh, of playing a game based on silent running. Sure, 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 sure. What about, like, Die Hard? I feel like you could make a really cool board for oh, Die Hard. Oh, yeah, because you, uh, you can do it uh, in three dimensions. Yeah, like, kind of like, like a 3D chess thing? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. this is, like, it takes, like, really takes place over, like, what, like, Five or six floors. Okay, like so that's you, doable. Yeah, you got the roof. You got kind of the office floor with the broken glass that John's on. You got the floor it, with the hostages and Mr. Nakatomi. Yeah. You've got uh, the basement. You got the lobby. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 doable. Yeah, and that and, and like the you've got one player who's in the building as as McLean. Sure. And then you've got uh, a couple of players working together as the terrorists. And then you've got uh, one player outside the building working as Al Powell. Uh, yeah, just providing and, moral support. Yeah, and or Argyle trying to, to funnel support into the building through, like, uh, bonus points. Yeah. And then you've got uh, the chaos element out there who's uh, trying to land the chopper on the roof. Oh, yeah. Just like fucking Saigon. That's in junior high, dickhead. That's actually one that I like. I think... Uh, Okay, so you've got the the vertical sort of setup that unfolds. 
Uh, you have your, your figures kind of pieced around the board, and you are... Essentially, the, the terrorists are trying to corner McLean, and McLean is trying to take advantage of uh, of what he's got to get down and, and avoid them long enough for the game yeah. to expire. And I imagine there could be, like, power-up cards that McLean could get, you know... Yeah, now he has a machine like, gun. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, bandages for his feet. And... Yeah, yeah. Now, So then he, then he can move two spaces instead of one. Exactly. Oh, that's good. The terrorist could draw the Shisein Finsta gla- uh, card. Yep. Shoot the glass. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. That that's uh, that's actually really good. Um. Like uh, Al Pal has to figure out how to get Twinkies into the building. Twinkies are a power up for Al. Oh man, yeah, Twinkies. Yep. We should probably make the player eat. Actual Twinkies. That's uh, we we should not package Twinkies with the game though. We don't know how long the game could sit on the shelf. Well, I guess a Twinkie will last. Yeah, it's a Twinkie. Who gives shit? That's true. It's not like it's uh, it's not a fucking crab cake. Yeah. <laughs> we can put that on the box. Yeah, yeah. Not a fucking crab cake. Rave Stephen Claypool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Die, die Hard. The game. <laughs> Flip a card. Ellis negotiates. I wouldn't want to be the player that gets to be Ellis. No. Um, I like this idea. Can I like uh, take it, turn it for a minute? Please do. Okay. So I like the idea of doing spinning board games off of undervalued movie properties. Mm-hmm. Here's the the thing they keep doing in movies, though. Is the gritty reboot? Oh. What if we take some classic, tired board games and give them the gritty reboot? Okay, that's interesting. So, I'll just pull up a list of classic board games here. Yeah, uh, I mean the the first one that I can think of is uh, is Clue. I think Clue. Clue is primed for a gritty reboot. Yeah. There are no zombies in Clue. There's no zombies in Clue. And, you know, the the murdering sort of backdropping Clue is very Agatha Christie. It's sort of country manor mystery. Which the, of these distinguished people? The murder in Clue takes place off screen. Like, it's it, it you just start the game like so, somebody got murdered. That already happened. That's not yeah. part of the gameplay. Yeah. What the fuck is that? No. The, there needs to be more one. murder. Yeah. You so get the candlestick, you should be able to hit somebody in the fucking head with it. Yeah, so I, f- I feel like you, you set it up um, in... You, well, you can do it one of two ways. You can do it where there is one murderer uh, who is capable of committing multiple murders throughout the story. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can do it so that everyone is the murderer and the goal was to get out alive. That's and good. Ma- yeah, and you can kind of twist it up. So, so the original characters, it was uh, Mr. Green, Miss Scarlet, Colonel Mustard, uh, Professor Plum. Uh, oh, shit. Who else? Uh, Miss Peacock. Sure. And you, you can have all of them, but then uh, you have a twist. Uh, and uh, Mrs. White. Okay, so you've got all of them, and maybe there's, like, a twist on it. So, like, maybe uh, Colonel Mustard... 
uh, was a colonel in the Luftwaffe, and that's his twist. Yeah, that's good. Yep. Maybe he's got the bones of of the dead Fuhrer, and he's trying to to create some sort of of super Fuhrer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a board game. It all takes place in our imaginations. So yeah, it, and, and so anything goes. That's part of the beauty of it, really. Yeah. But no, it, Clue. As I guess I guess it'd be an Uber Fuhrer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you want to like go in the in the parlance of our times. It's uh, it's an Uber Fuhrer. Yeah. In in this Evil Dead game that I backed, uh, I upgraded from the standard game version to the deluxe game version, because solely for the reason that there is included in the deluxe version an extra game mode and a figurine, where as an expansion to the main story, the Deadites bring Hitler back to the death, or back from the dead. From the and the, yeah, and it's called uh, Ash versus Adolf fight the Fuhrer. Here's the here's the stinky thing about board games. I've never regretted buying a deluxe version of anything. Yeah, the, it's deluxe for a reason. Yeah, it, it becomes it's like that's the real version of the game. Like, I I know I saw like a deluxe version of Settlers of Catan, and it had like a wooden board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you like put the the stuff in, and like it's great because seller like the stock version of Settlers of Catan is a goddamn dumpster fire because oh, yeah. those pieces they might fit together the first time, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, after you spill Mister Pib on them, they're never gonna fit back together. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. So maybe um. That's one of the few Kickstarters I ever did was a plastic frame that you could put all your your Catan stuff in. That's actually brilliant. It was really it was I, I, no regrets whatsoever. I've gotten more than the twenty or thirty dollars I spent of use out of that. Well, okay. Here's one. Um, built on that same theme, uh, we can have uh, the Apocalypse Now board game, and Ooh. then the Apocalypse Now Redo version. Of the board game. Never seen the Redux. Uh, I'm trying to think. I may have only seen the Redux. I know, I know. Um, and I, I guess like the Playboy Bunny scene felt like padding, but the rest of it felt entirely organic. Well, the Playboy Bunny scene was in the version I saw. Which or at least there was a, a Playboy Bunny scene. I thought that the Playboy Bunny scene was uh, at least extended in uh in redux let me see oh maybe it was ex- uh, yeah I, I guess i didn't uh, see the extended version new scenes um uh one new scene where willard meets a family of french colonialists and another where the boat meets the bunnies once again upriver yeah 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 i, I saw the original yeah but no, I mean that, that's like there you go. There's your your regular version of the game and the deluxe version of the game. You're you're trying to get upriver, and uh, and and reach your objective. And then once you get there, you got to decide you know whether or not you want to go through with your mission. Well, yeah, you, you can have teams. You know, one team be people on the boat, and the other team be Charlie. Yeah, and you, uh, the people on the boat have to uh, they have to build up like uh, they start with a certain number of sanity points, and over the course of the game, they got to got to play their cards wisely to hold on to those sanity points cuz if you don't have your sanity points by the time you you meet Dennis Hopper in his photographer gear you're you're going nuts 
<laughs> you need a lot to meet Dennis Hopper in any sort of gear. Yeah, and all his non-Euclidean glory. <laughs> ah. Yeah, I mean, in the design of the game, we could, and logically make it. It's, it's virtually impossible to keep enough sanity up the river. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's the point. No, no matter what happens, when you get up there, you're cr- you're mad. It's just a question of which direction you've gone with it. That's the allegory. You're going into Cambodia. You're fucked. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not like uh oh, how can I get through? You you can't. You can't get through this. Yeah. So, su- suck it up. Harrison Ford told you to go. You're going. Are you gonna say no to Han Solo? No. Can't believe I'm still in fucking Saga. Ah. I was in junior high, dickhead. <laughs> uh, so ye- yesterday, um, I went to a museum uh, in the city here and saw. So it was the uh, it was the Contemporary Jewish Museum. Okay. And I, I saw an exhibit that they had on the films of Stanley Kubrick, and it was everything from like his days as a photographer through Eyes Wide Shut. And it was all like stuff, his personal papers and collection and, and shit like that. Sure. And I feel like there's got to be uh, a, a good Kubrick film that could uh, could slot into that board game theme nicely. Because it's it's something that would have a cult following. It wasn't but, obvious? Uh, well, let me hear which one you think is obvious. The Shining. Okay, I was going to say Clockwork Orange, but I'll go with The Shining. Okay, yeah, you could do The Shining as kind of like an Arkham Horror thing, where again, you're trying to hold on to your sanity as the uh, as the bear is blowing the British man. <laughs> the face that launched a thousand furries. <laughs> uh, that's my favorite Flaming Lips song. <laughs> It's off, off of their new album, The Bells Are Ringing, Ding Ding. <laughs> I saw a, uh, a thing online about the, the web series, uh, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, which looks really fucked up. Um, but it's, once I saw the title, I thought, oh, that, that really sounds like an indie rock album. It sounds like a Death Cab for Cutie album. <laughs> I think they get go uh, do away with the don't, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hug me, I'm scared. <laughs> All lowercase letters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There might be some gratuitous parentheses in there. Yeah, don't. Per- no, it's it's hug parentheses me I'm and parentheses scared. <laughs> Question mark. Ellipsis. <laughs> Gratuitous pronunciation. Yeah, I think the Die Hard game's good. I think that uh, the Apocalypse Now game is good. I think the Shining game is good. Yeah, that's some some quality properties right there. That's a hell of a lineup. Uh, Anyone listening to this, the ideas for board games on those copyrighted properties are now copyrighted. I'm pretty sure we're in our our rights under Creative Commons law. uh, Oh, I just thought another... Okay. It's 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 kind of 
uh, like late nineties, early two thousands movie. And it wasn't okay. a huge hit, but okay. I think it's got some promise. It had an Academy Award winner starring in it. Mm-hmm. It's a film called Dungeons and Dragons. Mm, no, I don't ever work. No, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> yeah. Which Academy Award winner was that? Marlon Wayans? No, Jeremy Irons. Oh, not, not Justin Whalen? Why do I know the name of the guys who starred in Dungeons and fucking Dragons? I, I, I don't remember any Wayans. I'm uh, pretty sure one of the Wayans. I don't know if I saw that movie, actually, now that I think about it. I know I'm I didn't. pretty sure Academy Award winner Jeremy Irons was starring in that movie as the bad guy. I know Jeremy Irons was in that. Um, let's see. You said it wrong. Academy Award winner Jeremy Irons. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Marlon Wayans was in that. Man. Yeah, I, no, I got, got nothing to say about him. That's uh, What class that's was he? What class do you think Marlon Wayans would be? He's a rogue and he's chaotic good. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> God, his character's name was Snails. <laughs> Marlon Snails wins. Yeah. Uh, you you could probably do pretty well um, if you were trying to make this board game film to board game setup. Just uh, doing the films of Jeremy Irons, because most well, of I them bet. will probably come cheap. I mean, Die Hard with a Vengeance is kind of a game in its own way. That's true. Simon says. Yeah. And I'm sure you could, you know, gin up uh, a geographically inaccurate map of New York as the board, just like in the movie. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Where you can get from the, the battery to Central Park in you, a matter of minutes. What are you talking about? The Bronx is right next to Wall Street. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Now, Jeremy Irons. Uh, Jeremy Irons has been in some shit. Oh, he certainly has. And you said his name wrong again. <laughs> Academy Award winner Jeremy Irons. Uh oh no! If we really wanted to to go around the bend, um, I've got it. Um, Mulholland Drive, the game. <laughs> <laughs> Find the you have found the blue key. Would you like to use the blue key? Yes, no, no. You have used the blue key. <laughs> the blue key has used you. Game setup. Place your piece in the start area. Consume your mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> there is no start area. It's it's a game that comes with uh it's it comes with two sets of pieces. And half of a board. <laughs> There's more pieces than spaces on the board. Yes. But you're very adamant that two pieces cannot occupy the same space. But they might become different pieces. How has, da- <laughs> how has David Lynch not designed a board game yet? I don't know! What about Twin Peaks? Ah, oh, Twin Peaks the game. Yeah! Yeah, who killed Laura Palmer? Ah. Oh. oh, that's fantastic, actually. Oh, you rolled a one. Go to the red room. Yep. You rolled a 12. Still go to the red room. 
Let's rock! No, at the beginning of the game, everyone uh, everyone draws kind of their, their player card, and then everyone draws an extra card, and, like, one of the extra cards is Bob, and one of the extra cards is Mike, and one of the extra cards is, like, the little man, and you're trying to, like, figure out who is ultimately possessed by Bob. Mm-hmm. But, but but the Bob card can hop. Under certain circumstances, the Bob card can hop. Oh, that's good. Don't want to be Bob. Nope. No one wants to be Bob. Except for Bob. Bob loves being Bob. <laughs> that's the sequel to What About Bob? <laughs> hey Underrated movie. Uh, I've never actually seen it. It's uh, it's a Frank Oz movie, right? I've seen it probably a million times because it is very popular in my family. Ah, uh, Richard Dreyfuss, Bill Murray. Dreyfuss is tremendous. Bill Murray is still at very much on his game. That's mm. but before he was only good in the things that he cared about. Yeah, exactly. Mm. He he was he didn't mail this one in. That's for sure. Jesus Christ! I'm looking at the uh, the cast list for the uh, new version of Twin Peaks. It oh, is, oh my God! I mean, you've got like a lot of people returning, which is very encouraging. Um, like the the only people who are not returning are um, like Josie's not returning, uh, Harry's not returning. That's a heartbreaker. Oh. But most, like, I'm not really upset that Leo's not back, but Audrey's back, Cooper's back, Hawk is back. I was just about to ask about Hawk. Hawk is back, yeah. Dr. Jacoby, I mean, it's it's good. It's a a good long list, but then, oh my God, there's like, first of all, there have been 217 actors announced for this. Second of all, here's the list of people whose names I recognize, who are, uh, have been added to the cast. I'm just assuming that Jason Sudeikis is on there. No, but Amanda Seyfried is. Sure. Uh, okay, so Monica Bellucci. Jim Belushi. I can't wait to see what David Lynch does oh, with Jim Belushi. The, the Belushis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael Sarah. <laughs> Uh, Robert Forrester, Balthasar Getty, Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson. Is, Ernie is Hudson. Michael Sarah playing George Michael? God, I hope so. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, David Keckner, <laughs> Trent Reznor. I'm sure that everybody wants to be in it. Yeah, Tim Roth. That'd be cool. That'd be good. Yeah. No this this is uh this is an insane cast list. Okay, then. Okay, then. Uh, oh, good. Peggy Lipton's back. Uh, yeah, the Twin Peaks board game. I'm guessing Jack Nance is not back. <laughs> no, they, they couldn't get Jack. Uh, shit, actually. Um, no, I'm pulling this up again, and I'm not looking for Jack Nance's name. I'm reasonably confident Jack Nance is not in it. Okay, good. He's been dead for a long time. I know. He's been dead like 20 years. Uh, Okay, good. Ray Wise is in it. They did bring back Ray Wise. And Harry Dean Stanton. 
Harry Dean Stanton... Okay, so that pisses me off. Jack Nance can't come back. Harry Dean Stanton has been dead at least as long as Jack Nance has. But he can come back for it. Uh, Harry Dean Stanton's got to be like 90 years old at this point. I think he is well into his 80s at least. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's 90. Turned 90 three days ago. Damn. Mazel okay? Mazeltov. Good job, Harry. <laughs> God, Harry Dean Stanton's one of those guys who, like, he was an old man when he was young. Mm-hmm. Let's see, what, what all is he? Is he just, like, the peak of masculinity? Uh, he doesn't lean on a mustache, and I mean, you think? No, Sam, what, what, yeah, no. I mean, he usually has like a little bit of whiskers. Yeah, you think you think like Sam Elliott with the big mustache, but you know, is the mustache? Um, I, I think it's kind of a t- to each his own thing because the mustache for Elliott is an inherent part of the masculinity, but Harry Dean Stanton, on the other hand, does not need the mustache. I mean, every everybody gets the facial hair they deserve. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, that uh, that was uh, I think that's Corinthians. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, Harry Dean Stanton. Like, I don't know. As long as he's still alive, I'm I'm glad that he is uh, continuing to work and continuing to to not be dead. Yeah, we've we've lost too many too many great artists lately to to bear the thought of losing Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah. You remember that uh, that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame show where uh, Harry Dean Stanton played that incredible lead to "When My Guitar Gently Weeps"? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom Petty was pissed. <laughs> I'm gonna Google Google image search Harry Dean Stanton Young. <laughs> It's going to erase your hard drive. <laughs> uh, good God, is that is that Harry Dean Stanton? <laughs> I don't really believe that. <laughs> most well, the, of, the thing is that he was 40 in 1966. <laughs> to say most of these pictures still make him look incredibly old. And not in that way of like, oh, everyone who was in high school in the 40s looks older than high school students now. But in the way of, oh, he may have been 40 when he was in high school. Mm-hmm. What's the oldest film credit I can find him in? Birth of a Nation. <laughs> Jesus. Good God. He was in The Godfather Part 2? If you really look at Harry Dean Stanton's filmography, <laughs> you're going to do that about 50 times. That's true. Oh, yeah. He was in, uh, he was in the was Alfred he... Hitchcock film, The Wrong Man. Was he in Godfather Part 2? Was he like the... It says FBI agent. Oh. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know though. Like 
he uh, he popped up for a cameo in the Avengers a few years ago, and it wasn't like there was any ambiguity. It was like, oh, that's obviously Harry Dean Stanton. Oh yeah, it was blatantly obvious. Yeah, which seemed like I mean, like you expect a Stan Lee cameo in an Avengers film, but I'm not sure why there was a Harry Dean Stanton cameo. He was on the lot that day. Yeah, he lives in the lot. Yeah, he's actually the security guard. Yeah. Yeah, that explains the uh, cinema verite nature of that scene where he is playing a security guard. Exactly. Every day he brings Mark Ruffalo his pants. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's the way to go. Harry Dean Stanton, the board game. Oh. There you go. Yeah. You you play through like a series of uh, a series of Harry Dean Stanton's misadventures. You try to keep him alive, and you drink a lot of whiskey. You drink a lot of whiskey. the The object, like the only way ultimately for him to survive at the end of the game, is for him to have been pickled. And <laughs> the ultimate scoring is based on how much you drink, not how much Harry drinks. Mm-hmm. But be sure to buy the Dennis Hopper expansion. <laughs> Harry Dean Stanton the game I think it would work Mm -hmm, mm I'm just going to go out on a limb Say that no band has named themselves Harry Dean Stanton No. No, just just his solo work. Yeah. I Google Harry Dean Stanton band, and the first thing that comes up is uh, a YouTube ad: Harry Dean Stanton for Tennessee whiskey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There you go. I didn't actually like know anything to that specifically associated Harry Dean Stanton with whiskey. Mm-hmm. It's was just based on feel, and then no, he just no. confirmed it for me, and I was so not surprised. I feel like any uh, any actor of a certain vintage who's like that sort of grizzled character actor, um, you know, would would have had to have had his share. I mean, you think back to like it's what gets you between shoots. Yeah, it's it's Harrodine Stanton, uh, Elliot Gould, um. You know, your your Tom Scarrets, your uh, uh, your de- your Hoppers, of course. Sure. Um, shoot to shoot. I think feel like shoot to shoot would be a great brand of like if they made whiskey in L.A. It's <laughs> actually pretty great. Yeah, gets you from one to the next. Gets you from shoot to shoot. Yeah, that's that's pretty brilliant, actually. Go, yeah, lo- local whiskey. We we dive into the local war movement, yeah. and we are we are specifically targeting C list actors and below, aspiring character actors. <laughs> yeah, I almost got that part on. I'm gonna be the next Dennehy. <laughs> aim high, young man. Aim high. <laughs> Oh, good. 
Now I just kind of want to watch Brian Dennehy vehicles. Like, uh... I don't know if there are any, but I want to watch them. What what would Brian Dennehy drive? Like a 72 Chevy? Oh, you meant films. Yes. Uh, what would Brian Dennehy actually have starred in? I don't know, but I bet it's good. Maybe one of the lesser Walking Tall sequels? Uh, let's see... No, no, I'm looking for things he starred in Wikipedia, not things he was a supporting actor in. <laughs> Memorable supporting parts, no. No, Tommy Boy doesn't count. Nope. Brian Dennehy starred as Clarence Darrow in Alleged, a film based on the Scopes Monkey Trial. I want to see that. And I want to play the game based on it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the Scopes Monkey Trial game would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, the William Jennings Bryan card is just make oration. Brian did. Oh, my God. Brian Cross Den- of gold. <laughs> Brian Dennehy's. Okay, so Wikipedia. These are the films Brian Dennehy has, start, has been in. Starting from 1977 onwards, his first film. See if you can pick up uh, a running theme in the titles of these films. Semi-tough. Foul play. Fist. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not just fist, it's F period, I period, S period, T period. I feel like I watched that film yesterday, but Brian Dennehy wasn't in it. (laughs) Uh, he was in a film called Looking for Mr. Goodbar. <laughs> uh, Butch and Sundance, The Early Days. Uh, is the theme straight to to tape? <laughs> I think the film is... Uh, uh, the film is Another Paycheck. Yeah. Oh, he was in Cocoon? I never saw Cocoon. Neither have I, actually. I keep hearing people talk about Cocoon like it's an important movie, but I still haven't watched it. I feel like it's one of the ones you got to wait until you're a little older for. I feel like I am a little older. Yeah. Uh, yeah Tommy Boy. Yeah, Ratatou- Yeah. I guess he, he was just like uh, a character actor's character actor. Shitload of television movies. Oh, yeah. That's where they clean up. Yeah. I was doing this movie one time. Cold Heat with Ann Archer. Never once touched my per diem. (laughs) (coughs) Get yourself a stew going. I get all my cars at police office. (laughs) Holy shit, you're married to Carl Weathers? Now I'm Googling police auctions near me. Near me. Seized car auctions. Uh, Deputy Sheriff's Association. Onlinepoliceauction.com. Oh, you can do it online now. Oh, $500 for a 2007 Prius. From the comfort of your home. Yeah, let me see if there's, uh, like, do I got to clean up my own bloodstains? 
Well, I guess... Uh... The operative words are as is. Yeah. All uh, This Prius has printed on it several times all the way around. It's a white car with the word sanitation printed on it in black letters all around the body. That maybe sounds I'll, like an, uh, an OCD thing. Maybe I'll pass on that one. Most of these cars are missing significant amounts of the car. <laughs> uh, All it needs is an engine. Oh my god, this, this car uh, needs significantly more than an engine. 2013 Chevy Impala uh, for $50. So, so what do you get? Okay, so don't, the, don't bother telling me what's missing. Just tell me what's included. The windshield is intact. Wow. Okay. It that's, has. That's a it, bargain right there. Yeah. It has at least two. Uh, it has all four doors. Uh, you get so no, many more doors than I was expecting. Oh uh, no, I'm sorry. It's got two. It's got three doors. I just three. Get to the other. Yeah. That's uh, right. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the back doors you don't need. Um, yeah, who cares if the kids fall out, right? It. I mean, it kind of has a front of the car. Like, it's more of a mangle of uh, metal and rubber than really a front of a car, but it's there. So did they just take this hunk of car matter and, like, replace the broken windshield just for shits and giggles? (laughs) No, seriously. Propertyroom.com. How do you keep the... How does that happen with the windshield intact? I have no idea. There's a lot of these cars that are barely worth calling cars at this point. Like, it looks like someone at the junkyard mashed it into a cube of metal and then had second thoughts and tried to extrude it back to car form. Sure, 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 sure. Sure. Oh, my God. Well, what if we, you know, I mean... They're pretty loosey-goosey with the definition of cars on these things. So what if, <laughs> what if we went on to these things and we just kind of, like, you know, it seems like, I mean, you get 50 bucks for just about anything on there. Yeah. So, you know, what if we just put, like, a rabbit in a Halloween mask and charge 50 bucks for it? Yeah, put a saddle on it. Yeah. Car. <laughs> for sale. Car. 50 Maybe we- bucks. Maybe we just you know take a door that we find on the side of the road and just spray paint the word car on it and sell that for 50 bucks. The uh, Some of these, <laughs> the only people that I can imagine, like, these are beyond fixer-uppers. Scrap shops would be who would be buying these. Yeah. It's, it's the only logic, like, possible. That's probably uh, what it is. Yeah. Which is kind of disappointing. I was looking forward to getting a $100 Ford Windstar. Jesus Christ. This feels like... Oh my God, there's other departments. Jewelry? (laughs) I don't know. I'm a little suspicious of jewelry being auctioned off at police auctions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm a little suspicious of anything being auctioned off at a police auction. Specifically, like, even a car. Like... The chances of that car being haunted are considerably higher than that of a car being haunted sure. at your local Toyota dealer. Sure, sure. So you're saying that it's probably not a good omen to buy your engagement ring at a police auction? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> 
probably <laughs> like when I buy my first anniversary gift for my wife, it's probably not going to be like a police auction diamond necklace. <laughs> no, honey, I was being financially responsible. The blood comes right out with a little polish. Yeah. Oh my god. <sighs> Is there art? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, let's see. So jewelry auction. There's jewelry. There's cars. There's watches. Naturally. Yeah. I'm uh, guessing they're all fakes. Coins and bullion electronics. Art. Yes, there is art. Uh, 44. Uh, let's see here. Uh, these are like, Wow. You could spend as much on this uh, drawing of Mickey Mouse as you could on some of these cars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here's a uh, mm, slightly deceptive. Original art drawing signed by artist. It's an image of Mickey Mouse. Pretty well done image of Mickey Mouse. Here's the description. Original art drawing signed by artist. High-end boutique sale. Original painting signed by artist. Condition. New original. Excellent workmanship. Artist from Venezuelan. Name of artist, Cecilia Moros. So it's a Cecilia Moros original of Mickey Mouse. Sure. Yeah. See, there's a picture that's, of... Uh, I mean, that's probably in the public domain by now, right? Oh, yeah. There's a picture of, like, a really racist-looking uh, Japanese chef called yeah. Miso, called Miso Hungry. Sure. I mean, yeah, if you're you know you're buying your art at police auctions, you're gonna have to deal with its light tinge of racism. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's why is there a, a, a police auction of the Flintstones barbecuing a giant chicken? Because I want that. Yeah. The supply <laughs> and demand. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, okay, I'll uh you know, this feels like one of those things that you could uh, you could fall into and never come out of. <laughs> Maybe that's just something you do now. You just kind of troll the police auctions. Hey, I'll add it to my uh, my Amazon and eBay rotation. <laughs> Sony PlayStation Three for one dollar. Great, de- get a great deal with this online auction for a game console on behalf of law enforcement. This has got to be like one of Saddam's PS3s. <laughs> Did survive- Saddam survive to the PS3? I don't. Uh, I feel like that was like 2006 or yeah, seven. Yeah, it was right on the edge. He, Saddam was more a PS2 man. <laughs> yeah. More into Parappa the rapper. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, Saddam was a PS2 man, but Milosevic never made it past the PS1. Ah, uh, damn. Yep. There's, well, yeah. Actually. Okay, no, Slobodan Milosevic is dead. Oh, yeah, he died in prison. Yeah, 2006. Okay. So he's, he, all, he, he almost saw the PS3. Yeah. Can you imagine? Just, I mean, like, it's sobering to think how many people have lived that didn't live long enough to see the PS3. Sure. Yeah. Mussolini. Yep. 
Imagine what Mussolini could have done with a PS3. Give give that guy a copy of Civ 4 and he's set. <laughs> I think that's our button. That's it. That's it right there. <laughs> Ha 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 